your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural pitfalls and how to avoid them. Get the global perspective here at Culture Matters Podcast on International Business. We help you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences, helping you develop your cultural competence. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to the Culture Matters Podcast, number uh, episode number 29. Today we have Timothy Bridgman. He was born in the UK, lived in Poland on and off since 1999, went to Poland to try to become Poland's first world fusion music DJ, then over the same period of time lecture at the University of Lodz. Left employment at University of Lodz in 2012 to retain as to retrain as a interculturalist. He now specializes in intercultural training for domestic international careers in Poland. Tim has extensive experience helping graduates prepare to enter into careers for SSCs and BPOs in Poland. It's um, it's worth listening to the interview, as it always is worth listening to the interviews, of course, and particularly stick to the end, uh, where he gives you his three tips to be actually to become more culturally competent. It's time for this week's guest at the Culture Matters podcast. Here's your host, Chris Smith. Good morning, Tim. Can I can I call you Tim, or should it be Timothy? No, of course you can call me Tim. Okay. Good morning, Chris. <laughs> Good morning to you. Uh, before we do anything else, uh, Tim, in the in the introduction, I've just mentioned SSC slash BPOs. Just what is that? That's shared service centers or business process outsourcers. Boom, we're straight away into the business. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, just another thing that uh, that popped up in my mind as well. Can you say hello and welcome to culture to the Cultural Matter, Matters podcast in Polish? Can you do that? Um, oczywiście, okay. Um, dzień dobry, witaj do Cultures Matters podcast. It's the same if it's foreign. You don't alter it. Okay. All right. I was just <laughs> otherwise I was going to use it as a jingle. Maybe who knows? Um, Tim, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where do you come from? Where you currently are? And a little bit maybe about your cultural frame of reference, please. Okay. Um, well, I'm born in Britain. Um, I'm born in a city called Chelmsford, which is just outside of London. And all of my family are from East London. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was grew up, was educated there, educated in Britain, went to university at Lancaster University, where I studied culture and communication. Um, briefly worked in London, um, where my work was connected to film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what one picture that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I used to work for the largest 16 millimeter print library in Europe, distributing to foreign film festivals. Um, I didn't know at the time, but actually it was a very useful job because um, it was in an international office and all my clients were international. So um, right away, my, my first experience was kind of an intercultural job. Um, but uh, yeah, you never know what's going to happen to you. And um one day I went on holiday um, to Poland to visit a friend mm-hmm. who I went to university with. And um, I was I was required, I, I was needing something different, um, a little bit of inspiration. I was, I was actually trying to write film scripts at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Yeah, I came over to Poland and I came over to Łódź, which is the home of the famous Łódź Film School, where Kuchlowski, Polanski, Wajda, many people studied. And there was a tentative offer of a job. So I saved up some money and decided to come over to Poland um, to try to work for a year, really, for an adventure, for an experience. And... Um, yeah, one thing happened after another. It turned out that I never worked in film mm -hmm. um, in this country. But, um, yeah, other things did take off. And um, I got a job at a university um, as a native speaker position, um, which I was pleasantly surprised to find that I was able to do quite easily. And you're, you're talking about native Polish now, not native English. Um, no, that's the, yeah. A native speaker in Poland means a foreigner. Ah, okay. All right. Good. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite typical of, of how things are in Poland. Things never quite appear to be as they are. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, natives are foreigners. Um, <laughs> that could have been British, that statement almost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then on top of that, um, I was always very interested in music. And um, I ended up uh, forming a, a music collective with um, some musicians in Warsaw. We were a, a mixed multicultural team, um, Polish, uh, two people from England and one, um, one boomerang that, uh, well, actually, he wasn't a boomerang. He was born in Finland, mm -hmm. um, but then came back to Poland when he was uh, in his low 20s. Um, so, yeah, that's what really kept me here um, initially, um, the, the music work and the university work. Um, but, yeah, now that's all changed a bit and um, I've parted from academia and um, I'm trying to do work with, uh, yeah, with intercultural skills in Poland. So basically you're, you're, you're a competitor. I'm talking to a competitor. Um, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfectly fine. I mean, this is, it's, it's a small world. I tend to know a lot of people in this, uh, in this realm. And that's how we got in touch as well in the end, uh, or eventually, uh, or initially rather. Um, it's, it's quite an, an, an interesting, um, how do you say, roller coaster in a way, from movies to academia to um, uh, being a native, being non-native, but being, being called a native and into music and into intercultural. And do you have any interesting stories that you can share with us? Um, I have many. I mean, I'm not sure what, what on which area. Uh, pretty much everything. I mean, a, 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 a Britain, there's, I'm thinking about this phrase um, that Sting actually song, sang, I'm an Englishman in New York, and you're an Englishman um, or a Briton in Poland. There must be a lot of, it must have had an impact. Your culture shock, how did that go? Um, I think it took actually quite a long time, longer than you would expect. And how um, long was that? What, what year did you go to Poland? Um, I originally came here in 99, mm -hmm. um, but I have been backwards and forwards. I did um, briefly try to set up a company in Britain. Um, so that took me back to England for a while. So I, I did have a break midway through, but I, I always retained connections here. Okay. Um, but and yeah, then, and then getting back on your on your culture shock because everybody eventually when they move countries, at least most of us, if not ninety nine percent of us, go through like what what is called culture shock when you are really wondering what am I doing here in this different country, different from my own country. How did that work out for you? Well, I'd say I'm still going through it, really. 
Okay. Can you explain um, that a little bit to us? Yeah, there's, there's the whole time. Um, things are very complicated in Poland. I, I really think the national um, character is made up of many different conflicting elements. And you can you can come here. When I came here, I met people straight away that I got on very well with. And um, there was very little culture shock with these people. Mm -hmm. And I was able to work with them and, and enjoy their company. But when you become part of, of a wider circle here and you meet more people, the people can be very different. Mm -hmm. And they can have very different approaches on everything. And um, depending on who you're working with, sometimes it's, it's you encounter completely different values. And um, yeah, I still find myself in, in different groups where I'm trying to work with people where I find new values that I'm not prepared for mm -hmm. and new things that I can't deal with and, and people who are functioning in different ways. I mean, you could say that everybody in, in every country, there's a big range of people with mm -hmm. different values, but I think that's quite extreme in Poland. And I can, can you give some examples? So what is, is it geographically located as well? And what are these, these, these different differences then? Um, well, obviously a lot has to do with the past and um, some people are very interested in Poland's history. Mm -hmm. The country was partitioned for a long time um, between Germany, Russia and Austria at the bottom as well. Mm -hmm. um, it only had a short while in the interwar years to really define itself as modern Poland and then obviously after that we had then it was part of the Soviet bloc. Um, all of these things left different influences and on top of that you have the religion as well, the Catholic religion that aligns it more with Southern Europe. Um, so it's really depending on who you're talking to, um, depending on what business they're in, um, whether it's a public or whether it's a private company, all of these things um, determine the, the, the different ethics that are going to go on. And sometimes you can find things that are reminiscent of the Soviet period. Mm -hmm. Other times you can find things that are reminiscent of Northern Europe. Other times things that are reminiscent of Southern Europe. Um, it, it's a real hodgepodge. Yeah. It, would you say that Poland is a, is a natural country, like natural borders? Um, or, or would it make sense to split the country? I mean, it's 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 not. Of course, I'm not advocating this, but uh, maybe maybe I'll, I can elaborate a little bit more. If if I'm if I look at the Hofstede model and I look at the, the different scores on on say the first four dimensions of Hofstede, which is power, distance, individualism, masculinity, and uncertainty avoidance, the scores of Poland are there. My experience is in working with Polish people is that the scores represented in the Hofstede model sort of typify the center of the country, like and and the center right through Warsaw from north to south. And when you go to the west towards, say, Germany, the Polish people tend to be more Germanic, whatever that may be. And when you go to the east towards Belarus, then they tend to be more Belarusian, if that makes any sense. Am I making any sense here? You can use that model to split up the country and, and try to explain things. There was um, a British television program with a, a politician that was traveling around Poland um, and he used that model. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Hofstede and 
I, I look through, there's many different questionnaires trying to put culture in these, these paradigms with it's either one extreme or the other extreme. What I sometimes find when I try to answer these from a Polish perspective is it's both, mm-hmm. or sometimes it's neither. <laughs> and um, that's what really causes problems for me. You know? when, I, when, I try to fill, when I try to look at a questionnaire, a Hofstede questionnaire or whatever, yeah. And I try to do it from my Polish perspective. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't really hold up. It doesn't work. And um, I think with most of these um, cut and dry, black and white uh, intercultural training tools, um, yeah, Poland doesn't really fit into them well. Okay, how do you how do you explain Polish people then to to non Polish people? How would I explain them? Um, Because I mean, giving giving them the, the 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 giving the country the label, it's a hodgepodge. It could be anything. Is doesn't is isn't very helpful, of course. If <laughs> if if other people need to understand this, yeah. Um, and, and I would say that um, probably poles are happy to be understood as hard to understand. Okay. Um, yeah, it, I think it requires um, a lot of flexibility. And a lot of feel. Um, you can give generalizations, um, and some of that might be correct. But uh, I think when you go deeper, you're going to have to go individual. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Even- eventually, of course. I think it also would help that, or it does help that you're you're in and out of the country, maybe more in the country now for the last 15 years, and that probably gave you a, maybe a more up close and personal view of the country, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. It always surprises me. That's for sure. Okay. And um, as I said, I, I still have culture shock. I'm still learning um, both culture and the language, which is a never-ending, um, yeah, difficult task. <laughs> there is one Polish language, right? I think there there might be accents throughout the country, but there's one unifying language. Yeah, in in many ways, it's it's very unified. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, the, as the borders are at present, and as as the people and the population are at present, um, there's enormous commitment to unification of, of Poland as it presently is, um, because the past has been so turbulent, and people do still feel slightly threatened now. Um, by yeah. who or by what? Well, just the, the changing political situations around them. Um, if if you're Polish. Um, You're always aware of who you have around you, mm-hmm. and also you're always you're always ready to move very quickly. Um, you're all with regards to, to development and business mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, yeah, I've said it a couple of times, but this word flexible is very important here, and um, lots of things get done at short notice and at the last minute, um, which is very good for this BPO um, industry if Poland continues to do well there. Does it does it raise the the, the general stress level of the population? <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would imagine. I mean, flexibility on one hand, but if 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 it requires a constant readiness all the time. Yeah, I mean, definitely, and um, I, I would say that there, yeah, there is quite a high stress level in Poland, um, perhaps because of that flexibility. But uh, I look at it as um, perhaps this is the model for the future, and for, everybody for Poland or the world for, for everyone. 
being being flexible or experience this experiencing this stress level um yeah and living with more instability and having to change and having to be open and things like that okay in in um in the introduction before i had record you said if i'm going to describe polish people then i need to be very careful because describing another culture is is delicate um if i can like put it like that Did, am i correct with that yeah and i would say here is delicate squared squared so. as well is there uh, the thing I've, i've written down a question here while you were talking just now and what i've written down is what one thing would you change about about poland or the polish culture from your perspective can you answer this question um or or three things something like that i don't know yeah yeah as as a british person exactly i would like more stability um i would like um to have a little bit more time to work things through more thoroughly um that's probably a remnant of my cultural background i i really realize now that um in in britain i mean it's not japan but in in britain we we really have time to work on things mm-hmm. um in more depth and with a, a more long-term outlook mm-hmm. um yeah i mean sometimes i haven't succeeded in things that i would have liked to have done here um quite simply just because everything's moving too fast and everything's changing too quick is that is that is that a sign of the times or if that is that in poland or is that a sign of of the poles um I, well it's supposedly a tiger economy isn't it mm. and um it's supposedly a developing a, a transition economy so um yeah nothing's nothing's going to change unless things are changing quickly um so from from this point of view it brings us back to our question of, of how stable is poland um in comparison to a, a country like britain which to me now appears very stable yeah. and um yeah i think it's the 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 pace of change here is remarkable okay is, is it is change in terms of development um in everything right. everything really and um and and people as well um the younger generation is very different to the older generation at least when they're young they are yeah <laughs> um and then they sort of go back to what the older generation also did in a way it depends who they're working for really okay. um i mean uh, i've got um I, i once read an interesting division that people should look at when contemplating coming or working to in poland mm-hmm. when you should consider if it's um ex state or if it's foreign capital or if it's a local startup mm-hmm. and um i th- i think the 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 subculture that you get involved with um does determine a lot the way that you then look at um yep. organizational structures yep. so for example if you work in a university um you would see things considerably differently to if you worked in a um a foreign um capital company that has just set up but that that's that's the thing that i'm interested in in poland because these things are a mismatch mm-hmm. and um trying to align trying to help people come out of education which works one way and then go into a job which works another way right. um that's that's what i've fallen into and that and you like that you appreciate that 
Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I, I've always been interested in other cultures. I've always been interested in fusion culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been interested in, in trying to contribute to help culture move along. Okay. So in, in your average day, um, Tim, how does... Describe your average day. How, what, what do you do as, a, as an interculturalist or a cultural trainer? And how do you explain Polish culture to, to your audience? Um, well, at the moment, it's it's very much um, a work in progress because um, I only left academia about two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it took me a while to find people that I could convince that intercultural skills and um, cross-cultural training um, was a good option. I mean, as an intercultural skills trainer yourself, you, you must know that the, the original awareness and convincing people that it's required is a really quite a difficult thing. Absolutely. It's, it's, con- it's converting the non-believers in a way. Yeah, and in, in Poland at the moment, um, it's, it's all going very international uh-huh. um, with, with many um, different companies setting up and people working for companies in Poland that are serving foreign clients. Um, but uh, as I said, it's all a bit rushed, really. Mm-hmm. And um, a, a bit of intercultural training, <laughs> I think, would enormously help um, and it would kind of stabilize these industries in, in many ways. Um, but, um, yeah, everything is very rushed and everything is, 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 you know, we've got to go for it. We've got to go for it now. We've got to do it quick. Um, so it's taken a, a little while to figure out how to present this. And, and um, just just out of curiosity, how do you do that? It's one of the the, the most difficult things that I bump across uh, or I come across as well is is that I think a lot of companies brush over cultural differences way too fast. And I, I keep asking mo- most of the guests that come to this podcast as well, how do you how do you convince them that culture actually does matter? Um, how do Well, I have tried going the awareness route. Yeah. Um, I have tried the intercultural communication route. Um, really, it needs to be tied up with, um, with, with, with skills that people know they can put on their CVs and will help them. Mm. Um, and at the moment, with, you know, I've heard things are very different in other countries. I've heard that in America they, they teach Hofstede in schools now. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Yeah, but, um, but it could be, sure. It could be schools that, that actually do this, yeah. But, um, yeah, in Poland, this although there is many international companies, this still is a very new area. And um, at the moment, for somebody to put you know, intercultural training, intercultural courses, etc., um, that doesn't translate into something that's really valuable to employers. Um, so at the moment, it's, it's teaching other things, um, you know, obvious things like customer service, Right. And then extending that to, to make it into cultural customer service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the approach that um, the company that I'm working with is taking at present. Okay, that's um, that is an interesting approach as well. That makes uh, that makes sense. Not purely culture, but actually linking it to something else that people maybe can relate more to. Yeah, but if, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but then, then when you're doing it, it it is actually culture, and it is ninety percent culture. Yeah. 
um, because it's like the, the next level, isn't it? If we're talking about customer service, then um, you know many people that that might come to my courses are already experienced in customer services and they've done the basics, so they need to be put onto the next level, which is this intercultural, multicultural customer service. Yep. Yep. True. Interesting. Interesting approach. Um, that's. Uh um, something I need to keep in, in the back of my mind, at least. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just ex sharing experiences here, right? Yep. Um, in terms of, of um, talking about differences between uh, between different cultures, could you describe, or how would you describe the, the like essential differences between Britons and, and Poles? Um, well, that's a difficult question. Um, I mean, My knowledge, I, I, once, I once read, I think it was Lewis or somebody said that um, if you're away more than 12 years, you start becoming more your new culture than your old culture. Okay. Um, I, I think I still need a little bit more with Poland because Poland is this, this complicated thing. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, see, I see that... Um, Sorry, actually, I'm sorry. You have to repeat the question. I've got lost in my own thoughts. Um, I was uh, my my question was: What are the typical differences between Britons and, Ang uh, or if you want, Anglo-Saxons um, and Polish people? The differences. The thing is, I'm asking differences. This will give you more time to think. I'm asking differences uh, rather than similarities. Um, for the reason being, I, sometimes when I do a, a lecture or a workshop, um, I, just the other day I got this same question as well. Somebody said, "Then you know, but we have much. We have so much in common." And then I say, "Yeah, well, yes, we do have so much in common. But you know, with, with if you, even if you consider the fruit fly, we have 78% of our DNA, more or less, is uh, is the same as a fruit fly. But we are significantly different." And if you have like two or three or, 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 or ten pairs of shoes, and one of those, that pair of shoes, there's one shoe that doesn't fit really well and, and causes your foot to hurt, you'll always know, know and notice that. In other words, we sort of take the similarities for granted, but the differences keep on hurting time and again. And hence I'm focusing, at least in my work, I think it, it's much more effective to focus at the, um, uh, at the, uh, the differences rather than look at the similarities. Okay, thank you. Thank you for helping. Um, yeah, a, a couple of things that spring to mind. Um, I do find myself becoming increasingly direct in my communication, okay. um, sometimes even shocking myself by how direct I'm becoming. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's often because um, I have a lot of direct messages um, given to me and then I respond with directness to these direct messages mm -hmm. and um, in, in some ways that's something that I'm I don't really like I prefer not to be very direct mm -hmm. but I find myself being increasingly direct because um, it's necessary to get your message across oh I don't know it's just when the conversation goes that way you get pushed that way right um, and I'm frequently told to, to hurry up and speed up and I don't need as much background okay. and things like that um, in my communication because I, I like to be quite sort of linear and logical and explain things and I, I'm told to cut to the chase. Um, the other thing probably um, would be, well, it's probably like... Um, 
things being quite black and white, mm -hmm. perhaps. Um, you know, a story that amuses my Polish family mm -hmm. is when um, I might be asked if, if I want tea or coffee, and I'll think it through. And I'll be like, hmm, well, I, actually, I want to have a coffee later on because I only have two cups of coffee a day. Yeah. And what would go best with the food, tea or coffee? Or, well, am I going to have a biscuit or not? That kind of thing. Okay. And this, this amuses my Polish family enormously because for them, it's just instant. Yes, no. Tea, coffee, I know. And the idea that somebody can think this through in depth is, is rather strange. Is that... Is that, is that like Timothy Bridgman, or is that part of your British culture? Um, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, probably. Or academia as well, your, your academic background. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually trying to um, play that down and forget that. So I'm trying to become uh, <laughs> okay. much more practical and and in, involved with people rather than at home with books. Okay, all right. Well, see, see this as an exercise towards that as well. Um, <laughs> just out of curiosity as well, do you think the, the, the polls... Um, find themselves being a good fit within uh, Europe and the Eurozone? I think that Polish people can find, well, they can fit with anywhere. That doesn't mean that anyone can fit with anywhere, mm -hmm. but you can find Polish people that will fit perfectly with France, and you can find Polish people that fit perfectly with Britain. Um, well, I mean, ideally, I think Polish people would prefer to be in America rather than Britain, okay. but Britain is the next best choice. Right. Um, but yeah, it's this, um, it's this supposedly, um, there were some statistics I read from a couple of years ago that Poland is something like 98% Polish. <laughs> um, but within these, the people within Poland really... Um, you know, some people fit perfectly with other cultures and, and many people leave Poland and, and go abroad to work or, or even to settle down. And they're really able to integrate very well. And um, yeah, it's, even though it's very homogenous, it's very diverse. Yeah, that's a nice contradiction in terms which, which indeed you will find in pretty much every culture. Um, as well, I think. Can you? I'm I'm going towards the end of um, uh, of this interview, Tim. And this is maybe the most difficult question that I find that I find asking other people as well. I'm going to ask you to give us the audience and myself three tips that you have found to be very helpful to become more culturally competent. Okay, um, I have listened to your podcast, so I was expecting this as the last <laughs> okay. question. So right. I I did have a think about it. Yeah. And um, I thought I would recommend um, three modern things. Sure. Um, I thought I would recommend a film. Um, last year, there was a very good film out called Bogovia, um, which means like, um, of, like, like God. Mm -hmm. And it was about the first um, Polish surgeon to do a heart transplant. And um, this film is, is very interesting to, to see about the, the, the cultural background of the post-war period and, and how chaotic and how things had to be improvised and how flexible people had to be. And this is a um, Polish film? Yeah, Polish film is, is great. Um, the film, yeah, the film industry here is very strong. Yeah. Um, and then I thought I would recommend some music to you as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and this music, I would like to recommend an album by uh, Tomasz Makowiecki um, called Maoism, which came out last year. And when I heard this record, um, it was, it's the first time that I heard a record that I thought, you know, that's a really international record. Um, you know, it's got elements of Polish culture, but but this is this just fits with um, you know this is of an internationally high standard that could be appreciated by anyone anywhere. Mm-hmm. So give that a go if you want to see where um, Polish music is nowadays. Yeah. And uh, Poland in the past had like a great jazz and R and B scene and things like that. So that's another interesting area. Absolutely. And and then. Um, Finally, and this is a bit unoriginal, but I would recommend reading my short book that um, has, has recently come out and is available because um, in that I try to explain a, a lot of the experiences that I've had and a lot of the dichotomies and a lot of the, the paradoxes and conflicts and, and everything that you get through uh, living in Poland. And what's the title, please? It's called Positively Disappointed. Okay. All right. By what? Sorry, was that why? By, uh, written by whom? By myself. Of by course. <laughs> Timothy by, Bridgman. Yes. Yeah, Timothy J. Bridgman. <laughs> I was trying to give you a bit of a plug there. Uh, thank um, you. So sure, and it's the uh, everything that that uh, Tim just mentioned here. Uh, I can really imagine that sort of that went a bit too fast. We'll get that um, um, uh, written down in the show notes if you go to culturematters.com and then um, just go to the podcast tab and then find the podcast there. You'll find it in his three tips, three original uh, tips, films, music, and of course, reading his own book. Tim, it's been a real pleasure having you on board the uh, the Culture Matters podcast. If people want to get in touch with you, want to know more about what you do or more about you, how can they do that? Um, okay, well, please check the website. There'll be details there. I'm working at present with a, a very, very pleasant company, Skolenia Woods yeah. Training. And um, yeah, just look up Timothy J. Bridgman, Skolenia Woods, and um, you can find out exactly what we're doing. And, and perhaps we'll be able to help you with your Polish adventure. All right. Thank you so much for um, coming on board. Like I said again, have a great day. And I'm pretty sure we'll bump into each other in the future. Okay, that was really nice talking to you. Take care then. Bye. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Tim. Like I said earlier, everything will be available in the show notes. Go to culturematters.com and you could go to the podcast tab, find Tim's podcast and go to all the links that are mentioned in this podcast. I'll be back in two weeks' time with yet another interview of the Culture Matters podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode. The Culture Matters Podcast, helping you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences.